This time is for God, getting over myself. My definition, belonging to or associated with. Will, definition, to want or to choose. My will was something that I always lived by. It's whatever I thought was best for me. That's what it was going to be. No one can tell me any different. Most of America, I believe, lived this way. My will was to work eight hours a day, pay my bills, take care of my kids, and whatever was left, do what you want. My will was to tell my husband what to do, how to do, and when to do. My will was to be the boss. My will was to never negotiate or compromise because that would be a sign of weakness. My will was to limit the people around me because I never wanted anyone to see just how hateful my heart could be. My will was to say no to everything because I knew that the word yes came with responsibilities. My will was to tell my children that it didn't matter what they thought or what they felt because I was going to control that too. My will was to look the part as a Christian, but it didn't mean that I had to actually participate and apply the word to my life. My will was to see what was wrong and criticize everybody and everything else so that I didn't have to look and see what was wrong with me. My will was to always be right and never to give up the right to be right. My will was to say I got this all while struggling just to hold on. My will was to keep people out and never letting them get too close because love seemed to be a thing that was not stable. My will as a wife was being comfortable in knowing that I can be your wife today and your ex-wife tomorrow because being independent was nothing new to me. My will was to suppress anything that felt like love kindness, forgiveness, meekness, or joy, because I assumed that it was not coming to stay. Soon it would leave as quick as it came. My will was to not really know what love meant because of the times that I thought that I loved someone. It turned out that it was just another four-letter word that I must have gotten confused with, and that was lust. It was a consuming desire that was so strong that it would leave you with your mind and your thoughts being altered to believe that what you were experiencing was for you but in fact, all of my wants, every desire, every thought, every word spoken was all of my flesh. That thing that the Bible says no good thing comes from. That thing that the Bible says we don't wrestle against. That thing that makes you feel good on the outside, but internally you feel empty and cold. My will will be done on earth is what I was living. A will that would eventually have to die. A will that could no longer have a voice. A will that I had to remove the eyesight from because it believed in what it could only see. A will that didn't know that its days were coming to an end. Slowly my will would become his will and my life would no longer be my own. God didn't need for me to fill out a sign-up sheet or pray for 12 hours. He didn't need me to be in a church setting. He didn't have to send someone to lay hands on me. He just wanted me to say yes so that I would be a willing participant to his plan for my life. I remember one day when I was on my way home from a church service, after someone had prophesied to me, I said out loud, God, I don't want nobody else to prophesy to me if you can't talk to me for yourself. I don't want to hear anything from anybody. I can't even remember what I was told or who it was. All I knew was I didn't want anybody telling me what God can't tell me for himself. And I meant every syllable of what I said. God began to give me clear instructions about my life in detail. 
It wasn't all the time, but it was during a time in my life that I would need to know the what, when, where, and why to situations. What I will say is that it was God who told me to take my last job, and it was God who told me when to let it go. It was God who told me when to file for divorce, and it was God who told me to marry my current and final husband. It was God who told me to homeschool my children, and it was God who showed me how to teach them about him. It was God who showed me things that would come, and it was God that showed me how to be prepared. It was God who told me to leave my children behind when we moved to Texas because they wanted to stay, and it was God who brought them back. It was God who allowed chaos to come about in the world, and it was God who gave me peace knowing that it wouldn't affect us. As long as I was following the will of God, my Father in heaven, I was submitting myself to his will for my life. My will became less important when it became all about God and what he wanted or needed from me. It was only when I would get in the way and allow that girl in the white suit on the front cover to step in and have her opinion that I would find myself fighting against God and his will for me. My will did not go anywhere on its own. I had to allow my spirit to take the lead. The lead consisted of prayer, fasting, worship, and being content with what God wanted to do at any given time. Yes, it took all of that. I remember when God called me off of my corporate job and I began to read the Bible. I found it boring until I started to get to a place where I saw myself in the word. The word began to give me a strength that I never knew I could have, a boldness that I didn't know I carried. The feeling of always being protected and secure was amazing. I didn't know reading was not just to get to know God, but to know who I was supposed to be in God. The very first scripture God instructed me to read was Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, that says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith has been my journey. It's what I had to live. It's what I had to believe in. It's what I had when money wasn't the answer to solve the problem. It would be the scripture that I would learn by heart, but had to use it when I had nothing or no one else. Leaving my will behind caused me to make up my mind. The will of the independent woman who had to learn how to depend on God and be willing to lose it all, even if he didn't come through. But knowing in him, I will always win. Letting go of me also meant letting go of others. The person within who would criticize and judge others. I thank God that this characteristic serves no purpose in who I am now. I would indicate the faults of everyone in a disapproving way. I chose to take the light off of myself and put it on someone else. It didn't help me to talk about a person and what they should do or how they should do it. I wasn't trying to help them become better at being themselves. I was only trying to make myself feel better by thinking that my opinion mattered. As I was and still am on my journey, I asked myself, why am I like this? Where did it come from? Why do I care about how someone else does what they do? Why would I want to hinder someone else with my words or thoughts? Well, the first thing I learned by walking with God and reading his word is that he may give you the gift to see into the unseen world. He may allow you to have access to others' information of his choice, but he never shows you someone else without showing you you and who you are first. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 3, where Jesus is teaching his disciples about judging others, he said, and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, 
but do not consider the plank in your own eye. Verse 5 tells us what we ought to be, and he even calls us names by saying hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Well, then I guess he told me. It didn't matter where I got this habit from or even if I allowed the enemy to use me to be a condemning spirit to criticize other people. What mattered was that once I read that, I became responsible to not be that for the verses 1 and 2 says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with that judgment you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. It's a reason the Bible is still the number one bestseller. It's a reason there is not another one needed. It's a reason why I am still learning. This book that I am writing is not to pretend as if I'm perfect, but that I have matured in the ways of God. My life may not look like much to someone else, but I know how far I have come. I ask God questions and he gives me an answer in whatever way he wants to. I once judged not only people, but I judged God by the people who said they represented him. I judged him according to what I saw the saints, believers, Christians, and the holy and sanctified people of God portrayed him as. I judged God with ignorance and with a lack of knowledge that the Bible says we perish from. There was a time I would never ask God for anything or bug him with my problems because I thought he was too busy handling more important things and people who needed him more than I did. There was a time that I thought the Our Father prayer was enough and that pretty much covered it all. There was a time that I thought doing the wrong things was all about just being part of being human and not the fact that I was practicing sin and not necessarily falling into temptation. There was a time that I thought all people who wore a cross and said the name God was true believers until I learned that I had to try the spirit by the spirit. There was a time that I would be okay with getting all my advice from different people until I learned that God is the answer with all of the answers. There was a time that it mattered if I missed a Sunday. Now I know that he is always with me. There was a time that I didn't have the right motives towards God or his word because I saw him being treated as Santa Claus or a genie in a bottle. Now I know that because I have him, I have everything. My judgment was off. My ability to walk with God with my perception being made of him by other people was off. It caused my faith, my spirit man, my anointing, my gifts and talents to be all off. And when all of those things were off, my obedience, my faithfulness, my pursuit after him fell to the ground like someone fainting on a hot summer day with no one to catch them. I made the mistake of thinking that everyone serves, prays, and worships the same God I do. I made the mistake of not taking God at his word. I made the mistake of not thinking that I would be judged by him for my actions. I made the mistake of not thinking that I would be judged by him for my actions. I made the mistake by not counting my days as a blessing. I made the mistake of diminishing him down to just a big history book. I made the mistake allowing people to be my God. I judged him wrong when I should have been thanking him for his grace and his mercy. I judged him when he would give me an instruction or information and I would reply to him, are you sure? No, that's not for me, Lord. I'm not doing that. When I should have been honored that he chose me for such a time as this. My purpose is not only to write this book, not only for my voice to be heard, not only to have people to read this book. My purpose is to be the representative that I should have been for the kingdom of God and to remain steadfast. 
My purpose is to give others what God gave me. My purpose is not about a gift of prophecy, preaching or teaching. It's about a greater understanding of who God is and who I am only in him. It's about a personal relationship that grows at its own pace. It's about looking at everyone and seeing Jesus inside of them as he is who is before me. It is about what he says is true because he has never lied to me. It's about everything that he told me to get me to a better place than the pit that I was once in. It is about knowing that it will never be about me. It is about maturing in the scriptures that I will always be in his will and the knowledge of him. It's about not being afraid to let go of those things, places, and people that don't serve me to be what he wants me to be. All I know and stand on is that he has protected me and sometimes that protection was from myself more than it was from others. All I know is that at least twice I should have been dead, but he kept me. All I know is that his word judges me so that I don't have to be judged. All I know is that I strive to live daily with the bread that he gives me. And all I will ever know is that when I get to meet him, I will go alone. Not the person that I didn't want to let go of. Not the person that I had so much to say about. Not the person that I depended on. Not the person that I wish I could be. Not the person with the career that I had. My house that I worked hard for and had to give up. Not my money that I once made and stood in pride to have. Not me with my children that I say I raised in the way that they should go. But when I meet him, it will just be me. Just me. Just me and him. I was created for his purpose and his pleasure. My purpose is only to please him. This time, it's for him. I'm over myself.